Hi everyone and welcome to episode three of Running Partners with me, Paul. And me, Alison. So this week we're going to talk about running in autumn when the light's limited and how to keep motivated and, and kit and all that sort of thing. Uh, but before we get into that, we just want to say uh, thanks for all the lovely feedback we had on our second episode about nutrition. So thanks for everyone who listened to that and gave us some comments back. That's fantastic. Also, we know we've had a few reviews uh, on some of the platforms uh, such as iTunes, which is great. And that's really helpful for us to get that feedback so we can keep uh, keep the show going and hopefully um, talk about things that people are interested in. And also, we know that some of you have been sharing it with your friends in on Strava, in WhatsApp groups, other running clubs. Um, so that's really appreciated because that's hopefully the best way that we can get the word out there that, uh, to people who might enjoy this podcast. So if you if you enjoy it, that's our, our little ask of you is just to tell a few friends about it and hopefully they'll have a listen and enjoy it too. So, so that's the kind of intro over with. So before we get into uh, the, the topic today, we're just going to talk a little bit about some races from last week. So Alison, I think you've got a bit of a, a review of some races over the last week. So last weekend, there was quite a lot of races, really. So there's quite a lot to keep across. Um, so on Saturday, there was Grindleford Gallop. Um, so Grindleford Gallop is 21 miles and it's sort of around the peaks, isn't it? You've done it yeah, before, haven't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, So it's quite a hard race. Um, and I think it was originally, was it going to be in March? And then it was rearranged to October due to bad weather, I believe. Yeah, snow, um, a lot of snow. Yeah, it? yeah, snow so ice, it, it, it can be affected uh, by snow and ice in March. So um, it happened last Saturday and um, Carla from our running club, she was the women's winner, so that's fantastic. People often think, oh, you can't really do trail races for road race training, but a lot of people do this race, don't they, and think that, so it's 21 miles, but it's up and down hills, mostly mm. on trails, that the time you do this race, it might equate to a kind of time that you could do a marathon in, mm-hmm. with the marathon being the extra distance, but on the road, on the flat, typically. So so it can be, you know, it's a good way of kind of mixing up your training a bit and doing something a bit different, I guess. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Um, the same day, busy day for everyone, um, there was the Lady Bow Trail Ultra, um, and Lucy did that and um, it was the first ultra she did really well I think she did about six hours 30 which is fantastic um and I think it was I think it was 50k wasn't it that yeah distant, 50k yeah, yeah. yeah and then on the Sunday it was also a busy day with York Marathon and lots of people from our running club did that and I think it was quite a lot of the guys that a kind of sub three group so I do see them at track but quite fleetingly because they're in group one you're not in the same group as them (laughs) no not yet not yet not yet i'm group four they're in group one so they they kind of run past me at pace and york marathon we've done it haven't we and we talked about it before we've i've done it a few times you've done it have you just done it once i think so yeah Uh, but it is a really good event it's 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 a, a real good mix it's easy to get into compared to some other marathons mm. uh the course is pretty good pretty flat it's well supported but it's not so overcrowded that you can't kind of get you running at your own pace 
the 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 bit that's tricky is it can get windy and and a, and a bit windy near, near the end you end up running into the wind up a slight hill but if you can conquer that uh, you know it's real potential to do a good time so I highly recommend it if you've not done that race and you're thinking about a marathon good one for a, a debut because you you know you're not you're not drawn into the ballot and all that sort of thing with some of the bigger races so um and then we were also going to talk about cross country which we mm-hmm. mentioned last week so Alison, you've joined the the cross country series and there'll be lots of these happening all over the country that people will be part of so the first race was in clifton park in rotherham uh, how 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 did you find it um it was good yeah yeah it was a really nice day for it um really sunny not too cool um it hadn't been too wet really last last week so the ground wasn't too wet or anything like that so got there and then Andy sorts us all out we turned up with the numbers and everything put the flag up and the tent and everything so there was quite a few people but I think some people were missing because they'd been doing the race the day before although some of those people were also doing cross country so people love it can't yeah. get enough of races yeah yeah, yeah. not um, us but others yeah so it was quite a good course in that well for me because I'm not a big fan of hills it was relatively flat so there was a few hills but they were quite nice nice hills um if you like so uh, but I did find that there were some trees that I had to keep ducking under so what's a nice hill <laughs> it was it was one that's not so steep, I guess. Okay, so not actually a hill. No, okay, not, great. Yeah, that yeah, sounds good. It was fine. So I didn't need to. I took lots of different shoes, but I didn't need to. I just wore some trail shoes. I didn't use the spikes. Okay. So it was good, and our team did well. I don't know what the overall sort of team results are yet, but Leanne in our team, she came fifth, which was amazing. Lots of other people did really well. I came 54th out of 106, so like kind of in the middle, which I was really pleased with that, actually. Um, that's, you know, I'm not I'm not really good on um, running on grass, so I was quite pleased quite with happy. that. Yeah, Thank yeah. Um, and lots of people um, in the men's team did really well too. Um, obviously, the different distances still. It's That's bit, strange. Well, it's Why? a bit controversial, it's, isn't it? And it's it, it's historical, it, isn't it? Mm. I, to so be la- honest, ladies that, aren't deemed that they can run quite as far well, as men yeah, on that, a cross country course. Yeah, it doesn't sort of. How far was yours compared matter. to the men's? Um, I think ours was five k and theirs was seven k. I could have got that okay. wrong. Um, so there was a few more laps. So yeah, so it was a good day. Looking forward to the next one. I think it's 29th of October at Longley Park. So, awesome so thank you thanks for that Alison so and hopefully if people are doing their cross-country races uh, wherever they're listening to this that you you enjoy it and uh, and and make the most of it because it is a fantastic thing to do so shall we before we get into our main topic of the day which is autumn running we're going to talk about our running this week I'll go first so for me this week I have done five runs so far so I've done four easy runs. Again, I've talked about these before. So I try to focus on time for these rather than distance. Anything from 35, 40 minutes up to kind of a, just over an hour and just run whatever pace I feel like. So this week, typically it's been around 8.30 to 9 minute mile pace uh, for me um, and and just jog those and try and enjoy those as best I can. And then so far I've done kind of one real session this week 
which was um, a 20 minute warm up and then 20 minutes at it's meant to be around about 10 mile pace. I've just I've talked a little bit about that before. So for me, that was about 16, 6, 15 minute mile pace for 20 minutes. So equivalent a bit of doing a sort of like a part run, uh, part run sort of distance. So do that 20 minutes. Then I did a five minute recovery and then I did 15 minutes, one minute on, one minute off. So 30 minutes in total. So 15 minutes. I'm not making any sense. So one minute on, one minute off for 30 minutes. So it's 15 minutes of hard running and 15 minutes of recovery in that 30-minute session. Um, and then another 20-minute cool down. So all in all, just over an hour and a half's running with about 35 minutes of that at a strong pace. Um, so it's like really hard session. I think the idea of the the one minute on, one minute off is you've you've done a you've done a hard 20 minutes and then you've got the kind of lactic acid flowing and then it's kind of getting your body used to dealing with that um and trying to replicate how you might feel particularly in the later stages of a race i think that's the science behind it but all i know is it kind of feels hard um and then tomorrow over the weekend i'm intending to do a two-hour session which is 30 minutes easy one hour in the middle at um marathon pace plus about up to 20 seconds so for me, my target marathon pace is around 6 minutes, 40 seconds. So I'll be doing anything between 6, 40 and 7 minute miles for around about an hour. And then another 30 minutes cool down. So again, quite a chunky run, two hours of running in total with an hour at a really decent pace and an hour at kind of an easy pace. I'll probably end up doing, I don't know, 16 miles, something like that in total over that two hours. Um, so that'll be good. And then I'll have a day off. So it'll be six runs this week for me. Yeah, so... You like to run up and down for your kind of intervals, don't you? Like, right, so yes. you find a, a yeah. piece of road and you so like I, going up and down, but I, I don't like doing that. I like to go get somewhere, yeah. but you don't mind going around in circles, no, do you? You think I'm strange. Yeah. So I find I found this piece of road that's slightly undulating. Um, it's just under a mile, so it's about 0.85 of a mile. And I'll just run up and down it, up and down it until I've done my 20 minutes, my hour, whatever it is I'm doing. Uh, and I like it. There's not many cars going on. There's not many people. The odd cyclist, the odd dog walker, that's about it. Um, it's about three miles from home. So I can do my kind of easy run to get to it. Then I can do my session and then I can do my easy run to get home. And I find it perfect. Mentally, that really works for me. But you think I'm like really sort of strange and boring doing that, don't you? Well, I find it difficult psychologically to kind of get my head around that for for this sort of thing. So I like to kind of just keep going if I'm doing intervals or something a bit quicker. I just... Unless Sorry. it's on a track and then you're quite happy oh, to yeah. run in yeah, circles. That's true. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. Get around in circles at that point, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So what, how, what have you been doing? How's your uh, running been going for the last week? Well, yeah, same really as the previous week. Um, I've done three easy runs so far, no, maybe two. I've been to track again. So we did, this week it was similar actually from the previous week. I think previous week we did five times 800. We did... 800 followed by 200 four times this week and I was a bit quicker this week four kilometers sorry I'm just doing the maths yeah 800 yeah, yeah. plus 200 yeah, so, times four sorry which, sorry 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 so it's the same as last week the distance yeah, yeah. um but there's more 
rests. So yeah. it, I was a bit quicker this week, but that's nice. Um, just gives me a little bit of a boost, I guess. So that was good fun. And then this morning I've been for my long run and it's Friday today and it's very, very wet. Storm Babette. Yeah. Babette. So yeah. I didn't really consider... You didn't um, think about that? No, I didn't. I, I heard that it was going to be wet in Scotland and I thought that was far enough away to for me to kind mm. of be okay. So I had to go early because obviously you've been at a meeting today, haven't you? So I had to go out early. <laughs> well, early for me is 8am. 8, 8 so I set out at 8am. So our little one's got an inset day. So I had to be back to uh, watch him. You say I went to a, me- a meeting makes it sound quite important. It was a it was a coffee with a with a an old work colleague as oh, a friend. Okay. So, but yeah. it, but that that's fine. Yeah. So I I really didn't think about the weather, even though I'd seen you come in soaking. Mm. So I decided in my wisdom I was going to run and meet this friend at a coffee shop, um, just a couple of miles away from home. So within about thirty seconds of leaving the house, I was soaking wet. Mm. Went to meet him, uh, sat wet for sort of an hour, had my coffee and then ran home. Um, yeah, but it was quite quite en- mm. enjoyable in a strange sort of way. Yeah. So my long run was time-based and um, it was 30 minutes warm-up and then 60 minutes at sort of tempo pace. I'm supposed to be doing 7.40, but I did 7.55 pace. And I think, as we said last week, uh, Paul's devised his training plan for me and I think he's overestimated my ability at the moment so uh, it was supposed to be 7.40 as I say and I did 7.55 and I was quite pleased with that so I'm not I'm not too worried about that at the moment um, and yeah it was it was quite hard to get it down to that but I used the the benefit of running downhill towards the end to sort of get that get those uh, seconds down but um, yeah it was there was quite a lot of wading through water um and uh my headphones kept going wrong i ended up listening to careless whisper five times which i don't care how much you like george michael that is too much so uh um and i also got absolutely drenched by um some sort of range rover four by four vehicle that uh just went (laughs) straight through a puddle while i was running down the side of the road and it went completely over my head and went in the water went in my ear and everything so anyway so that's my running for this week i've got one more run to do and then i'll be done okay so this week we're going to talk about autumn running so i guess one of the biggest things running in the autumn is the clots will change in 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 about a week's time and then suddenly it's dark isn't it so come five o'clock five thirty it's dark and lots of people do the running either early in the morning or the evening and they're running in the dark, and your motivation to do that is becomes uh, can reduce easily, can't it? Mm. I think that a lot of people they have a bit more time over the summer and stuff, and um, it's quite nice to go out in the summer. But when the when the light starts fading and it's, cold it's wet and, wet. and cold, it, it can be a bit difficult to get motivated. So um, there's a few things that I've done in the past that can kind of help that what like what what sort of things um so kind of for me i go on about this a bit but i always do training plans i think i spoke to some people this week that were quite surprised i was doing a 10k training plan but i think that's just 
the way I work, I wouldn't kind of dictate to anyone to do training plans. But I think if I've got something on paper and I need to do that run, it kind of motivates me to do that. And it's like gets you into a routine of doing something despite what the weather is. So today I was doing that run. It was raining. I knew I had to do it. And also in terms of time constraints and things like that, I know that if I don't do that run this morning, I won't get it done this weekend so I think kind of having a plan and making sure that you're prepared to go is really helpful helpful. yeah I think like it's interesting you say that because I think it's all about what are the hooks that are going to motivate you and keep you running I think another one um for me and this is when I joined a running club was in um autumn winter time it can it when it's when it's the autumn period it's dark it's cold it's wet Joining a running club is a good way of um, overcoming a bit of that. So you're going to, most running clubs have runs pretty much every night of the week, you know, someplace or another. You can easily connect with a bunch of people. So you're not running on your own. You're going out for a run with some others. Um, you know, it's a good way of meeting some people and and trying some different routes that you've probably not tried before and, and, and changing a little bit of what you do. And that can create a new motivation that might help you overcome any sort of uh, lack of motivation you've got by it being dark and wet. Go on. And it, yeah, it also what I find with going to the running club is that you kind of, once you've made that commitment to people, like we, you know, share lifts to go to track on a Tuesday. Once you've said you're going to pick someone up, you can't then say you're not going. Or if they've said they're going to pick you up and things like that, or if you're going to meet them there, it's that extra thing that just gets you there and you always feel better having done it, um, unless you're ill, of course. But, you know, if you, you can kind of think of lots of excuses to sort of miss out on running in the winter and running clubs really help with that don't they they do I mean it's not easy though I suppose that's the other thing is like you know you I suppose if you know someone in a running club you can go along with them and that sort of thing but it sometimes it's a bit daunting and nerve-wracking like doing anything new for the first time isn't it so Mm. like most running clubs are quite um uh informal I guess so you might find them on a Facebook group or track down someone's email and say, can I come to along to a run? And then they say, yeah, we meet at this place at seven o'clock. So you go in and you're trying to turn up and you don't really know anyone. And you sort of, what, you know, what advice would you give to someone who's sort of feeling anxious about like, oh, actually it's a good idea joining a running club, but like, you know, how, how will I fit in? Who I won't know anyone there. What if they run too fast, too slow, or not at my pace and that sort of thing? Yeah, I mean, I've joined two clubs. When I went to Smiley Paces, I did have a friend to go with. So that's if you've got someone that you know that runs that goes to that club, you could just sort of tag along with them. That can be nice and just make it easier. But when I did go to um, Hillsborough for the first time, I did go on my own. But people are generally really really friendly and really accommodating the leaders at the running club are, are really nice they uh, explain kind of what you need to do at various rate runs and races what the groups are what the paces are and things like that so I've not found any problem with mm. with joining in without knowing anyone so yeah yeah and it, I guess in general the runs like they'll have two or three different groups running at different paces in my experience groups will loop back won't they so people don't get completely isolated mm-hmm. so if if you're running in a in a group and the group the 
the pace is different for the individuals. So some people are a bit further ahead, some behind. The ones ahead loop back and make sure. So, so yeah, I, I'd agree with that. It's a well, if you can get over that kind of hurdle of joining in to begin with, hopefully you'll find people are friendly and it's a good way to to run in a crowd. And I think like it ties in with a little bit of the like, safety angle sometimes that people are a bit worried about in the dark. And I think it's probably important to mention that that um, you know. I would say 99.99% of the time running is a pretty safe activity, mm-hmm. isn't it? You, you know, you go out from your front door, you go for your run for half an hour, an hour or whatever in your back and usually without any sort of any sort of worries or interactions. Mm-hmm. But it's not always the case, is it? People do have kind of uh, like strange interactions or people shout things at them and stuff yeah. like that. And, you know... You, it's it's difficult to stop people doing that but I guess if you're running with a group maybe you feel less threatened or intimidated I don't know what do you think yeah I think so I mean yeah it's it it can happen um I think that I don't really I don't think I've had really any experiences like that but I know I know other people have and I think what I do if I am running on my own I tend to go along well-lit areas I'm sort of reluctant to to sort of dictate like what people should do because I think that you know you shouldn't be restricted in what you want to do by other people's actions but I think it's a personal thing really a personal decision about um what you want to do in terms of keeping yourself safe when you're running and I know like I wouldn't necessarily go off trail running in the dark on my own but you can do that with a club and there is probably the reason being is that I don't I'm not very good with a head torch and I probably just fall over so but you know you're probably not you're probably less likely to like meet any odd people on a trail than you are actually kind of in the city centre or somewhere but um yeah so I you know I tend to stay to you know well lit areas if I do go yeah. running on my own and um obviously you know head torch if you need it um it's the, and all the usual stuff about yeah. like tell if you are going on your own you know uh, give someone an idea of how you're going to be so they know if you're not back or mm. you know what route you're going to do some of the apps have like live tracking mm. and things like that which people use as safety feature and remember if you remember like someone a few years ago someone tried to mug me I wasn't actually running but I was I was near home it was about eight nine o'clock at night and I was on the phone to you I think as I was mm. walking home and saying oh, I'll get something from the shop or whatever and then a guy sort of ran at me and tried to grab my phone but the benefits of being a, a runner <laughs> I ran off and uh, but that kind of bothered me for quite a while and it was annoying like you said it kind of made me start like being a bit over cautious while I was out then running even though the incident itself wasn't really connected to running it did make me feel a bit like intimidated when I was out and about for quite a long time which I found quite annoying and do you remember it made me set up this like um I've got a Samsung phone it made me set up this emergency SOS thing I'm sure like other phones do this sort of thing where you could have a bunch of contacts and if you press like the lock button three times it would fire off a emergency text message a picture in your location to these contacts I thought oh like oh, that's a good thing to do I've had this bad experience I'll set that up only for it to like get triggered while I was running by mistake so mm. I think my lock button must have pressed while it was in my phone was in my pocket and then before I know it I was getting phone calls from you and my sister and 
my brother-in-law going, what's wrong? Are you okay? And all this sort of stuff. So, so like these safety features are good, but only if you actually don't trigger them by accident like mm-hmm. me. So I don't, I don't use that anymore. Um, but I do like stick to the same stuff you said, like, I'll like let you know if how long we're going to be out running or, or, you know, make sure I've got a torch, stick to a well-lit route. And it's all that kind of basic stuff that hopefully people are familiar with. Um, so that's probably it in terms of like running clubs and safety. We want to talk a little bit about uh, equipment, I guess, for autumn running next. Yeah, I guess that's linked to safety, isn't it? Like the high-vis stuff um, is, you know, obviously cars might not be able to see you and things like that. So um, high-vis jackets are good. Um, there's loads of those quite cheaply as well. Other stuff yeah like gloves waterproof. Hats, yeah, yeah. i mean that. i've wore my waterproof jacket today and i was soaking i don't it, but this i, I don't think i thing. can find well a waterproof jacket that i'm not sure they no, do they exist i don't know do water, i've got waterproof socks only when i've took them off today i realized they were kind of my feet were wet the socks were full of water my shoes mm. were full of water yeah i think know. i'm buying the wrong equipment yeah yeah so gloves is a good i mean i i i suffer with poor circulation to my fingers. So my, it only has to drop below about 10 degrees and my fingers go white. And I've been searching all around for like gloves that will sort of stop this happening but without success. But I do remember when you did like Manchester Marathon a couple of years ago, it was like a cold morning. So it would have been it's like eight, April time, but it, it was cold, it was like a cold morning. So all the runners were like in hats and gloves. And then we waited along the course for you about probably a couple of miles after the start, a bit less than that even, so we could wait and watch. And like, what was amusing was everyone set off running, just took their hats and gloves off and threw them on the ground. So I think the the mind-bending effects of the marathon, people couldn't tolerate wearing this warm weather, uh, cold weather clothing for, uh, for the next 26 miles or carrying it. They didn't want to put it in the pocket. So, but it wasn't all bad because I've got, a, a Ron Hill beanie, a buff, three <laughs> pairs of gloves. So um, I didn't want this sort of equipment mm. to go to waste. So I keep so all. So if you if you chuck some stuff away in the first mile or two of the Manchester Marathon two years ago, uh, thanks very much. It's now being very you well made used. The kids pick it all. Uh, up, yeah, yeah. Well, I was, I, I, you know, they wanted to, and I, <laughs> I, yeah. I, you know, I wasn't gonna stop them uh, collecting all this free stuff. Yeah. Um. So, mm. uh, yeah. So, yeah. so yeah, definitely hats, gloves. If if anyone's got recommendations for stuff that's either genuinely waterproof or you can stop your fingers getting freezing cold, like brilliant. I'd I'd love to hear, and also doesn't cost kind of hundreds and hundreds of pounds which jackets seem to but then they don't seem to always sort of live up to their value mm. right my experience i don't know about you no 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 um so yeah email us any suggestions for equipment would, would be great to hear mm. um head torches you mentioned like i didn't realize i've acquired about five or six different head torches over the years so i keep buying different ones uh and I, and actually i've found the cheaper the cheaper ones tend to be better in terms of like battery life simplicity you just wear them put them on batteries in they last for a long time but don't tend to necessarily have the like massive spotlight field mm-hmm. i've got a more expensive one that does that but it kind of battery drains drains dead quick and mm-hmm. and all that so again i don't know i've not found the perfect niche for a head torch no i think in general if you 
kind of fairly warm before you set off running you're usually kind of more inclined to go out aren't you in the autumn and winter um I'm, I'm a bit fixated on wearing shorts for as long as possible so but that's just my you know kind of weird weirdness but um uh, you you have I'm, ventured into the leggings I'm a light leggings <laughs> kind of guy so I like the leggings will be coming out soon probably in the next week or two and then they won't go away probably till like March and I'm, I mix it up so I go leggings and shorts sometimes depending on if I think I'm going to be like sort of seen by anyone so is it twilight or am I going to a running club you know there's a it, it, people appreciate leggings don't like leave much to the imagination so putting a pair of shorts over the top is a bit of a dignity preserver but if it's really dark and you know you you'd, you know you're just going to go out no one's going to see your leggings alone some people think that leggings aren't aren't for aren't yeah, it's for, quite controversial for, aren't really, for runners but like yeah. you know why i love men, that when is. it gets yeah i think so when when you get really cold weather autumn winter i quite like getting on the leggings the shorts the two or three layers mm. the jacket the hat the gloves you know, I, mm. I, I can't, you know, even though then after about a mile, yeah, you, you sort of, so it it's like wearing yeah. a bin bag, you're so drenched in sweat on the inside. But I, yeah, I quite kind of enjoy mm. having all that clobber. And I, I bet lots of people will have a drawer stuffed full of stuff that mm. kind of only surfaces for like six six months of the year and then goes away. Yeah. So it'll have that kind of nice sort of fusty... <laughs> Um, mouldy smell to it because <laughs> I've been wearing them for about 10 years so the leggings will come out um, uh, yeah the old baggy leggings pop yeah. the, pop them on shorts over yeah. the top and happy days yeah other than keeping warm for me what motivates me over the winter is having a target so sort of a long-term goal to aim for over the winter so even if I've not got sort of races towards the end of of the year which I have actually this year well most years Percy Pud but um a 10k race for anyone that doesn't know so yeah. that's like a, a Christmas sort of yeah. themed race so isn't it, in December. having that um just keeps you kind of motivated to keep going out I think just having some of that but that's just my personal preference not everyone's into doing lots of races but also running to and from work I've done that in the past and that just kind of gets it done so if you've not got you don't feel like, you know, you get in after work and then you're kind of all cosy at home. You're doing the, the kids' tea and stuff like that. It can sometimes be hard to get back out. So if you've already done your run from work, that can be helpful. Uh, depend, the problem is for us that we live sort of on the top of a hill. So I've never enjoyed that kind of commute run back. Mm. It's all right going down to work, but... Carrying I mean, a laptop, shoes, Yeah, yeah, all, all that. that. It's, it, it can be difficult, tedious, but yeah. 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 And the other thing that helps me is just having stuff prepared. As I said, I don't like getting up in the morning, but if I've got my running kit out and I just put it straight on, even if I've got other stuff to do before, like doing the school run, I do tend to then actually go running. So have even you, if it's cold I've done stuff, and I know other people have done this. I've gone... This probably sounds weird and gross, but I've gone to bed. I've gone to bed. You don't know what I'm going to say yet. You've gone to bed in your running kit. Yeah, I've gone to bed in my running kit. So then you're even more ready. I mean, it's a bit like I don't know. I did it once or twice when I was a child. I was like so sort of you know wanting to impress my parents. I get dressed into my school uniform. 
Yeah, night and then wake up and I was like all ready for school so okay. um, there's about yeah. so there's levels of preparation and then there's getting dressed the night before yeah. into the clothes you're going to wear the next day there's no need for that okay I, I think yeah I think we've probably we should end there yeah so <laughs> so so hopefully that's been useful so yeah definitely autumn opportunity to join a club thinking about being safe when you're out and about in the dark and like equipment and clothing and all that sort of stuff and definitely want some recommendations around any of that it, uh, do email us at runningpartners at outlook.com um, so I think we've just got a couple of things before we finish up today so uh, what did you want to mention Alison? Yeah just uh some of the races that are coming up um so rachel is doing new york marathon i think i mentioned that in the first episode so that's only in a couple of weeks she's into a taper so excited to good luck to yeah good yeah. luck rachel and um hopefully we get to find a feed of new york marathon on youtube to watch some of that um there's clown half coming up isn't there you're doing that mm. yeah clowns unusual yeah <laughs> uh name for a place but um yeah clown which is near workshop chest workshop chest yeah. yeah okay so somewhere Derbyshire. close Derbyshire. to where we're based but yeah, yeah. so so yeah so quite a good half marathon so that's uh the middle of november so i'm looking forward to that yeah, i suspect and, there'll be quite a few people doing that our friend rosie's doing yeah it. yeah Mark, and i'm giving Mark, it, rosie Mark. a bit of coaching yeah, so yeah. you know I'm, I'm, t- I'm testing out helping a few people with some coaching plans so um so yeah, we'll see how hopefully Rosie will do well. And um... and the other thing, I applied for the Good for Age for London Marathon this week. That was exciting for me. So it's been a bit different this year. I'm not sure why, but it's quite a big window that you're allowed to apply and then they make the decision at the end of November. So I'll, uh, I'll be Good luck. waiting well, you should for be. that. Hopefully you'll get in. Should do. Should do. Should do. Okay. And then the final thing, I was going to mention this last week, but I forgot. So we talked about Kelvin Kipton's world record for the marathon. If you're interested, his coach released his training schedule and it's on the Let's Run website, which if you've not been on Let's Run, it's worth a look. There's loads and loads of chatter about training, racing, running. Um, And if you search Let's Run uh, Kelvin Kipton training, something like that, you'll find it. Uh, and I'm not saying much about it because it gives the whole schedule obviously elite runner loads and loads of running but the bit that I found most interesting was that his easy runs were about anywhere from kind of 130 to 2 minutes a mile slower than his racing pace so racing pace for him I think is about something like 435 per mile um, I bought working miles, sorry to people who work in kilometres, I can't, can't work it out in my head, but let's say 4.35 per mile, so his easy runs, he's doing anything from around 6 minutes per mile to 6.30, so, so I just think that's a useful thing to think about, so if you're someone like me, say around about a 7 minute mile pace for a marathon, that means I can, no, no problem, I can be doing nine, anything between 9 and 10 minute miles for the easy runs, and I suppose it's sort of a, it's a reminder that like even the elite athletes take it easy on the easy runs to conserve the energy for the sessions, but well worth a look if you're interested in that sort of thing. And the last thing I was wanted to mention was about uh, a runner called Callie Thackeray, and I think she's usurped uh, Charlotte Purdue, we mentioned a couple of weeks ago, and she's moved into the second place spot behind Paula Radcliffe for the GB... Uh, record for uh, the marathon so 
I thought that she'd done exactly the same time as Charlotte Perdue at this race that I've never heard of called the McCurdy New York Marathon or something. I'm, I'm not sure exactly what that is, but she, I think she's a Hallam Shaharia's runner. Um, so she's number two on the list, so I hear. Um, so, yeah, she I, I can't remember exactly what the time was, but... Um, yeah, she's gone into second place. So I feel a bit bad for Charlotte Perdue. She only had that second place for a few weeks and now it's well, like she's been usurped. Competition else, hopefully so. drives people to yeah. improve and all that sort of thing. So fantastic. Yep. That's pretty much it for today. So again, thanks for listening. Just a reminder, if you've enjoyed it, uh, leave us a rating or review, but also tell your friends, tell your, your, your friends in the running communities that you're part of. Um, we want to try and get this out to as many people as possible and we appreciate your help and support in doing that so thank you and we will be back next week with another another episode yep see ya bye thanks for listening to running partners we hope you enjoyed the show if you did please leave us a rating or review tell your friends and help us build the running partners community you can email us at runningpartners at outlook.com with any comments, questions, feedback or topics you want us to discuss on future episodes. You can find us on Instagram at 26.2 and Gris Running and we're also on Strava and all the links are in the show notes. See you soon for the next episode of Running Partners.